You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Welcome back. Welcome back. We want to talk um, about the assured Christian. Last week, we started off uh, with the scripture, 2 Timothy 3.14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. So um, we're taking that scripture and we're applying it to our goals, our destiny. And asking you, hey, remember, be assured in, be confident, understand the things that you have learned that the Lord has placed in you, right? Hallelujah. He's placed some things in you to accomplish, to do, you know. Um, and so to be assured of those things. And we we, we started talking about, you know, uh, what an assured Christian thinks, walks, talks speaks. And so some of the things were, you know, what do they understand? And so we were going over some of those, um, those topics in terms of what they understand, you know, and we said they, one, understood who they were in Christ. They understand the authority that has been given them by God. They understand the mission. They understand that they have to walk by faith. They understand that they have to rely and trust and the Holy Spirit, um, they they have to understand, uh, you know, that they must dwell in the secret place of the Most High. So that's where we left off. So today we want to talk about um, understanding that you have to study to show yourself approved unto God, really not man, right? You 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 want to show that you know i i mean what i say god i'm not i'm not just using you because my life is going downhill or if you're on an airplane no one you know so the 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 joke was that an atheist and a christian got on the airplane and the plane was about to crash well of course the christian you know prayed lord save me but the atheist was praying lord save me so so um even the atheists, when troubled, need someone to turn to. We're saying turn to Christ. So you you got to study to know him. And, and that's, that's what we're saying, how we build our confidence is in our knowledge of God is um, through the word of God and knowing him, knowing his nature, his character, um, knowing, you know, sometimes I, I like to just drive to the beach. When I look at all that sand, that's just one little beach. I look at all the sand in my jar, in my hand. It would take me, you know, hours to count every grain of sand. That's just one beach. That's just in my hand. So imagine all the beaches all over the world, right, with just a grain of sand on a beach. And so we do have someone who is all-powerful, all-knowing, you know, and we've got to know who he is. We have to study to know him. Then not only do we study to know him for ourselves, but then how do we teach and spread the good news 
unless we study so we can share our knowledge with those around us. The next thing is understanding that they must pray, right? It's really one of the ways in which we communicate with God is through prayer. And um, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So continuing to pray, having that assurance that God hears us. Amen. He listens to the cries of his people. So um, the next thought was we have to understand that Jesus is the resurrection and the life, that he's able to resurrect dead things. He's able to resurrect dead dreams and dead visions, right? And uh, my my favorite go-to scripture is, well, I'll kind of tell it like a story. And it was asked, you know, asked of uh, Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? And Ezekiel said, only thou knowest, Lord. And what I like about this scene is that, you know, he was in very dry, like in a graveyard. Dry, dead, skeleton bones, very dry. And can these, can this dead situation live again? These dead bones become human again. Well, I loved his response. He's like, ah, only you know, Lord. But then he shows us an example that they said that the that that they became uh they stood up, the bones came together, the 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 tissue came together, the muscle, the skin, and it became an exceeding great army. And so he told him to prophesy, speak unto the dry things. And my encouragement to us today is that we begin to speak into those dry situations that seem very dead, you know. Um, journal again, you know, take a walk again. And someone said to me, hey, if you did it once before, you're able to do it again. You might have to go back and redo some steps. You might have to go back and, you know, dust off the code to the website and put it back up again, you know. So we know that we have to um, to study to show ourselves approved. In Hebrews 4 and 15, it says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, but yet without sin. So it's like, I, I like that. It's like, nobody's trying to come tell me something to do that they've never been through. You ever like that? When somebody don't even have a clue to what you're even talking about, trying to have more buy-in to it. But they're saying, listen, we don't, we don't have a, um, a God, a high priest, that cannot understand the things that we're going through, right? But he was by all points tempted like we are. He just didn't sin. 
He just didn't fall down. He just didn't give up. And so he's our example. One, that he loves us, that he's compassionate, that he carried our sorrows, that he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and he said, by my stripes, you are healed. So we've got to walk whole. We have been healed by the blood of the Lamb. So we've been talking about the assured Christian, one who walks in confidence and boldness. So if I was to make a little acronym out of the word assured, A-S-S-U-R-E-D, I would say A would be acts godly when no one is looking. S submits to God. The other S shouts with a voice of triumph, not afraid to praise and worship God. You understands the ways of God, keeps his commandments, his statutes, his laws, are ready to repent. E, equipped to serve the people of God with compassion and joy. And D, a determined, disciplined disciple of God. <laughs> Assured. Just a quick acronym. Amen. I have a little example of a mirror. When an assured Christian looks in the mirror in their spirit and asks the Holy Spirit, show me my sin, show me my ways that don't please you, Lord. Ask the Lord to show you the real you that needs healing, that needs restoration, that needs, you know, to be made whole. Begin to ask him to create in me, Lord, a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. Lord, that we would minister out of our wholeness, out of our joy, not out of our pain or our sorrow. So that's, that's, that's good news. Lord, thank you for the good news that you give us. Thank you, O Lord. Hallelujah. So just think about this. We're kind of living in a world of sin, right? We want to talk about the love of God, his compassion, and his promises. But what about confronting the sin in our lives, right? So I'm convinced today because the Lord showed me that, you know, we, we, have, we have to stand by. Um, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so I just think that, you know, I had these two friends. And basically because of their lifestyle, not judging, but looking at their fruits, there was, there was an issue with the things that they're doing, right? And so do I confront them 
Yes or no? Uh, sometimes we stand guilty of fearing to be loved by man opposed to fearing God, holding our brothers and sisters accountable. Not because, you know, we think we're better, because no, we, we're struggling. But my thing is, let's we're struggling, we're struggling together. We're in this together. And sometimes you can see some things you may not see about yourself, but sometimes you can see some things that maybe someone else is doing. And so, you know, not looking at it as a judgment, but as it's just feedback. And I'm like, well, am I able to really take feedback well? Do you take feedback well? Like if somebody was to to give you a suggestion concerning your business or concerning your life and how you're living it or or some things that maybe might be a little out of order. I mean, how do you take that information in? I mean, do you get mad, don't want to talk to them again, don't really want to hear it? And I know criticism sometimes, well, you know, criticism might not be the best word, but sometimes that type of feedback can be hard to receive. But what can take the sting away is if we look at it as it's information, and information cannot, um, you know, harm us. We can either take it in or not, right? So next time somebody comes and says something, we're just take it as information, as feedback. You either apply it, you either um, make the shift or the changes, right? It's like if you put together um, something and you notice that it's not shutting, wow, that's just, I can keep it like that, not closing completely, right? It's not being sealed. It's, it's lopsided, not closing. Or I can make the adjustment so that it can work, function properly. And I think that sometimes we just have to make the adjustments in our life so that we can function a lot more efficiently and effectively, you know? And I told a friend one time, because um, I became a Christian, and I guess my concern was that our relationship was going to change. You know, we just went walking, really. And, um, you know, he was kind of doing some things, you know, would leave for the weekend and not know where he was until that Monday, you know. Uh, say no more about it, but, you know, I, I made a an example one day and I was like, I don't, I don't want you to dodge me or to keep, you know, avoid me or, but I want to say this and I'll say it once is that, you know, God isn't coming to throw you in hell, you know, but he is coming to throw sin. And just think if, if, if um, God had a vacuum and he was just sucking up sin and you're attached to it, guess what? You're going in the vacuum and it's going to be emptied in hell. So we get an opportunity to kind of try to let go of it, right? That we don't really want it. Um, and I think that's that's a good place to kind of be. Uh, let's look at Ezekiel 3.17 today. And it says, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth. And give them warning from me. 18. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. And thou givest him not warning. 
nor speaketh to warn the wicked from the wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at thy hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man does turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him warning, and he shall die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he does not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned. Also, thou hast delivered thy soul. So the Bible tells us that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But sinning and having a lifestyle of sin is not the same. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. We do have a responsibility to warn one another of the fruits of sin in our lives. James 5.19 tells us, Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Titus 2, 14 through 15. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Timothy 4, 15-16 says, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. So God is requiring us to make a change, right? Not to judge. Matthew 7, 1 says, 7 says, Judge not, and you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but consider not the beam that is in thy own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thy eye? Thou hypocrite! First cast out the beam out of thy own eye, and then shall thou see clearly 
to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. So in other words, it's like, what is the motive and why you are talking to your brother about this situation? What are you thinking about Ezekiel? Like, well, because I, I'm my brother's keeper and I, I want to I see him live in his possibility, right? And, um, but first of all, because I'm doing the work in myself, then I'm like, ah, I have this aha moment. Like, wow, I want, I, I, I want to create a clean heart, right? Creating me a clean heart, Lord. I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just saying, hey, I'm asking God to create in me a clean heart. Maybe that's a good thing to ask. Maybe we can ask together. Maybe we can walk and, 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 and journey together in the things of the Lord, right? Ephesians 5.11, 5 says, 5, um, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever does not manifest is light. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Judge is basically our opinion. But when we reprove others, then we're looking according to the word of God. Right? So we definitely don't want to live a compromising life. We definitely want to make the adjustments and the modifications that are needed so that we can move around more efficiently, that we can walk in the light and not in darkness, right? So we definitely uh, have to make a decision. Galatians 5, 12 through 17 says, I would they were even cut off which trouble you. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion of, of the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. This I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. And so there's a war going on, right, in our members, in our body. One is the flesh and the other is the spirit. Well, definitely the flesh is <laughs> those, those things um, that we do, you know, that don't basically please God. 
They're not spiritual things. Um, we have to remember this. We have to definitely make a decision whom we're going to serve, right? The Bible says we, we, can't, we can't serve like two people. We can't be here and there. Like we have to have a made-up mind. And then not only who we're going to serve, but how are we going to do it? Are we going to serve haphazardly? Are we going to serve focus? Are we going to serve with all of our heart, our mind, and our soul? Right? How are we going to do it? And with what will you use to serve him? Are you going to use the gifts, that vision that God has given you, time, money, faithfulness, obedience? What are the fruits that you that you have in your life that you can use to serve, right? So we we have a great opportunity. We're not victims of the devil's whims, right? But we're valuable. So we're victorious. We're triumphant. We're more than conquerors, right? And so God is with us. He wants us to know that we're, we're, we're fine, China. We're not paper plates. We're very delicate. We're his children. He wants us to know that we are loved, right? He wants us to know that we're not forgotten. That he'll never leave us or forsake us. So we don't want to walk disorderly. We don't want to walk in the lusts of the flesh. But we want to walk in ways that are going to be triumphant. We want to walk where we're not hopeless, but we're helpful. We're full of hope. And we're prayerful for one another, right? That we're encouraging one another. And that we walk with the greatness that is within us. You have been listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. See you next week. Blessings.